Hey, everybody, we're back. It's been a while. Believe it or not. Here we are. We had a brief hiatus due to a myriad of reasons, but we're back. And uh, this may be one of the last times before we get on YouTube. We have a YouTube coming. Yeah, we're going to try to put put the podcast on YouTube, so we'll keep you posted on that. So... Well, you, that way you can hear me fart. Yeah, well, and see you. Oh, true. You'll see me giggle. You'll see you giggle after you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, just in time for football season, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk pro football today. Um, we'll talk some college football uh, as the weeks go on, uh, as you know, the powerhouse. Uh, college football teams play the scrubs. Although Penn State's got to go to Wisconsin. Week one, yeah, so that should a, be interesting. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, they've been scheduling cupcakes forever, their first game. Usually Temple. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone from a, a, a lower-rated conference that they should win. And, right. And that ended when UCF came into town a couple of years ago and just with Blake Bortles and just destroyed them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Wisconsin ought to be a heck of a first game. You better – I'm I'm not sold on Sean Clifford yet, but we'll we'll talk about that as closer to closer to the football goes. They had good recruiting. They have good recruiting for next year. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll get into college football a little later. Yeah, so we're talking about pro football. It's been an interesting off season, interesting draft, uh, but also a very interesting preseason so far. Um, and actually, it was interesting because the first uh, preseason game was. My Steelers against Duty's Cowboys. And, you know, look, what can you take away from from preseason? But what are you taking away from it? The Pittsburgh third and fourth stringers are better than Dallas's third and Thank fourth you. stringers. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, preseason means nothing. Right. They don't even uh, – defensive coordinators, I'm surprised they even blitzed as much as they did this year um, in preseason games. It's just – it's vanilla – you're trying to fill out your last five or six spots on the roster. You're trying not to get people hurt. Maybe in the case of the Steelers, and if you live in Pittsburgh, everybody's thinking there's a battle for the number two quarterback spot between uh, uh, Rudolph and name? Haskins. Haskins and Rudolph. Yeah. And there's not. It's Rudolph. It's not even close. Haskins looks good against the third, fourth stringers. But Rudolph has actually played well himself, and he's actually played well against Cleveland last game before they got beat in the playoffs with the snap over the head yep. as the first play of the game, and Cleveland laid the wood to him. Yep. But um, um, it's it's not. People here just need something to talk about. Yeah, it's you know it's been interesting watching um, uh, you know watching Haskins play, even though it's you know it's it's a curiosity out here for for people of course there's some uh local uh sports talk show hosts that are going all crazy and throwing out a lot of clickbait out there about haskins but in in my opinion it was a low risk signing for the steelers to sign him he's a former number one pick for a reason he just he's got a the mind of a six-year-old child in the maturity of a child. Well, you know what? If they can get him squared away, maybe they have something. But yeah, at maybe least, he'll grow up. Maybe the, you know, I mean, what was one thing that was interesting, the one preseason game was against the Lions was watching Roethlisberger play. And he did look in better shape than he did last year. Uh, the arm looked fine. Uh, but again, it's preseason. It's almost just one step above football in shorts. Um, but you know, that, that was probably the only thing that I could take away from any of the preseason games. That was the only thing I was really interested in besides a little bit watching Najee Harris carry the football, but watching Ben play in that first and watching the Matt Canada's offense, I was a little bit curious going into that game. Well, yes and no, but. You know, Pittsburgh's going to live and die with their offensive line. They were they're bad last year. They couldn't get a yard on third and one, which is not Pittsburgh's, never been Pittsburgh. Right. Um, they lost three linemen, three starters. So they're starting over. I like that Kendrick Green kid they drafted, but 
um, when he's in space and he's so athletic, like on poles and stuff like that, he's fantastic. Right. You get a big 330 pound fat guy in front of him. He's getting knocked on his butt. Right. So far in the preseason. Right. So I don't know uh, if he's going to be their starter. Um, he's, he's really good at certain things and he's really bad so far against other things. So the, their offensive line is going to determine the Steelers season, especially with Cleveland being good. Baltimore's good, even though the league somewhat has figured out the Ravens just a little bit, making saying you better make him pass. Right. Right. Get a lead, try to play from make him catch up by throwing the ball. He's not as good. Right. But that's, he's always been like that. You're just not easy to get a lead against them. That's all. Well, if you look at the draft picks, so if we, if we go over the Steelers draft picks, you know, first, first pick, you know, Najee Harris, uh, you know, he was the best running back in the draft. So, you know, a lot of people complained about not going after an offensive lineman. I actually think that the offensive linemen that the Steelers really wanted were already gone. So, you know, I, I have no problems with them picking Harris. Pat- well, let's not forget, the, the, the Steelers need a left tackle. There were a bunch of right tackles available. Right. Uh, but there were the left tackles that were worth a first pick were not there. Right. Uh, next pick was Fryermuth, who at least in the Lions game looked like a pretty good pick. Uh, they, they said in, in camp, the camp reports that you read was he caught everything that was close to him. And he always has been a good, and he's a willing blocker. I, I think he's going to struggle for a while in the NFL with blocking, but right. Eric Ebron won't do it. No. And then they got a couple of guys, uh, you know, backup tight ends that they could keep one of those guys to be a, a good blocking tight end. And, yeah. And and short, it, on yeah, short yardage. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, he, I think Pat Firemuth was the best tight end in a draft. Um, maybe I'm a little jaded because he came from Penn State, but he does catch everything. Right. And he's so athletic for his size. He's 6'5", 260, but he can turn in midair and adjust his body. Yep. Big people don't do that. Um, he does it. He does it very well. Yep. So I thought that – and you can't tell me they didn't need a tight end. So they absolutely did. They got the best wanted at a position of need, and they did the same thing with the first pick. Yeah, it'll be I thought their first three picks were all were all home runs. Yeah, so their third pick was Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Um, and interesting, interesting comments from Green uh, because, you know, we saw the film. Uh, you know, you can always pick out the plays where he got beat. Um, you know, or guys were kind of, you know, just bull rushing him and him trying to anchor. Well, he's three fifteen, but he's a he's a not a big three fifteen. No, no. Uh, I I think I think as he actually even mentioned, the biggest adjustment he has to make is is being in, being the full time center. You know, because right. he, he came as a guard. He was a guard at Illinois, so there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But look, I thought when I looked at the film, there were more good plays than bad, and he's a rookie. So, you know, they're, they're going yeah, to listen. The only place he has trouble with is when they, you know, they plug the, uh, the, the three gap on him with a big fat guy, like a case and that guy to... just doesn't even try to run. It's like third and long and he pass rushes. Right. Right. Because he just bowls them over They're The guy's 330 pounds hitting that three fifteen, and he's worrying about the snap. He'll get better as the year goes on, but, right. um, I, he's going to be good. Interesting. I love, the, I love them. Interesting pick here at number four, which has seemingly panned out pretty well is Dan Moore out of Texas A&M offensive tackle. He's slow. He's not a tackle. Um, I didn't like the pick. I thought there were better linemen out there. Um, they needed tackles. This guy's feet are so slow. You can't, you can't bull rush him. There's no doubt about that. He's a, he's another six, five, three fifteen or, but, He's not very quick. So no. when you get a, a edge rusher against him, he's going to struggle. I think he should be a guard mm-hmm. and uh, just pick up some guys blitzing, pick up some stunts. But he's I didn't, pretty, I didn't he's, like the pick in the fourth round. I he, thought he would still be there in the sixth. He's, he's, he's played pretty well uh, in training camp and in the game so far. So we'll see. He played very he, well against third and fourth stringers. Right. Let's not forget that. So uh, I didn't like that pick. And I didn't like the next linebacker pick, Buddy, Buddy Johnson. Buddy Johnson, yep. Um, I thought he was way too early for a fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an old school guy. Um, they needed another linebacker, right? Right. He's very athletic. 
Um, he can't cover anybody. So he's more of a run stopper. Mm-hmm. And he is going to run full speed into your fullback, into your offensive lineman. He will take out your lead blocker and let somebody else make the play. Um, he's not the guy you're going to want on the field. Right. Well, covering a slot guy. Right. Or, you know, if he can cover a guy flaring out from the backfield or running back, oh, he'll be okay. I just, nobody's taking a guy named Buddy Johnson from Texas A&M in the fourth round. I thought that was as good as their first three picks were. I hated their next three, which leads us into Isaiah that Louderman. Isaiah Louderman. Uh, and they actually made a trade to move up to get him. They did. Yep. And he was a fifth rounder, which is okay. But this guy weighs 293 pounds on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He's quick, right? No, this is what the Steelers kind of like this quick guy. And it drives me nuts. Um, he's got good hands. Well, I, I don't give a shit how good his hands are if he's going backwards and he's slow. So I don't, I didn't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I thought he was a fringe, fringe guy. The only reason I liked that at all is because he went to Wisconsin. And Wisconsin always has some big, quick linemen. Well, the next pick after that was one that people thought might be a steal, which was Quincy Roche out of Miami um, in the sixth round. Now, I didn't i i had him I at like about it. I had him at about the sixth round. I didn't yep. have him any. Some some people had him, you know, an earlier round pick. I thought they picked him up right where he deserved to be. And he's kind well, of here's like, the, he's on the bubble yeah. right now, I think. Between- well, he is, and he may not make the team, and I'll tell you why. They have him as an edge rusher at 245 pounds. You can't play edge rusher in the NFL at 245 anymore. Those guys are big at 260, 265. Mm-hmm. Um, he, if he's not going to make the team as an extra outside linebacker, he might be on the practice squad. And I, I know he was, I know he was from. The sixth round, which is, you know, if you get a couple of them to make the team, you're it's good. But he also did not play well his last year at Miami. Mm-hmm. All his production was his first or second year. And then it seems that some guys caught up to him. Um, I didn't like that pick very much either. Uh, Trey Norwood in the seventh round, uh, safety out of Oklahoma, uh, was their next to last pick. Um, again, you know, he, he showed some flash and some of his film from Oklahoma, but if he was a top safety, he'd have gone a lot sooner. Well, seventh round, they probably, you know, they needed a safety. He tore his ACL. He's still not back fully from it. Well, he should be, but he's horrible against the run. Um, tore his ACL in 2019. Uh, he's, he's average for a seventh rounder. I mean, how many seventh rounders make the team? I don't know if he will. Barring an injury, I don't know if Trey Norwood makes the team. He may be on the practice squad. Right, and I think the same thing with Roche. I think you know they're they're yeah. He'll these guys will, these guys will make the practice squad because they'll look at guys like Quincy Roche and things and say, hey, you know, go go fill out a little bit, you know, go 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 put on some bulk. Uh, well, which, this this last preseason game is is big for everybody we mentioned after the top three. Yeah. Dan Moore, Buddy Johnson, Loudermilk, Roche, Trey Norwood, and then their last pick or the, or their, the final pick there was uh, was Presley Harvin. Presley Harvin, the, the uh, punter out of Georgia punter. Tech. Well, this guy was the best punter in college football. Yeah, yeah. But you still drafted a freaking punter. So if you're going to draft a punter, you better do it in the seventh round. They did, <laughs> and he's good. I don't, now I have not. I meant to look his stats up. I did not see how he did in the preseason. He's done well. He, he's done well. And also, um, uh, you know, but so did Jordan Berry. Uh, so, yeah, they you know, did. They both did. I mean, he's a Ray guy winner, so he's worth it. If you need a punter and they think they did, he's yeah. the one you got to get. They, they've both performed well. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. What they, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, I actually think it's going to be Harvin. Uh, so if you look at the stats, so against the Cowboys, he punted, he had four punts, averaged 45.8 yards a punt. His longest was 51 yards. Uh, three of those punts ended up inside the 20. Um, so they were, you know, they were, 
he had saw he had two of them, I think. One or two of them ended up inside the five in that game. Yeah, so he had, he, a, punted, he had a good game. He punted it so high, you they couldn't return yeah, it either. And that's the thing. He has really, really good hang time on his punts. And that's where he's he really kind of outshined Barry so far this year. And the only other punt he's had in the preseason was against uh, Detroit. And that was a that was a fifty yard punt. So yeah, he's legit. Like I said, yeah. he's going to be their punter. And you don't waste a draft pick. If it comes down to you and an undrafted free agent punter, which was, did a nice job as well, you still take the draft pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Barry's been here for, I think, five years. Um, you know, consistently inconsistent. And not that, you know, you know that was one of the things that, that I saw in practice is that, you know, uh, Harvin had – you know, a few inconsistent punts, but look, he's a rookie. He's got a big leg. He gets a lot of hang time. And again, that's where I think he wins it out over, over Jordan is, uh, is in the hang time because, you know, it, yeah, your, your punt maybe goes 42, 43 yards, but if it's so high in the air that the, your, your, um, your coverage team is surrounding the, 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 re, you know, the returner Return. when he catches the ball, he's got nowhere to go. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, uh, I don't think it, there's it's a problem. I think Barry, being in his fifth year, he's making a little bit of dough too, so he's gone. He might I get he, he may he might get picked up by somebody else. You know, he might he, he might. So, uh, one more preseason game left to go. Carolina Panthers. Uh, nobody cares. Uh, this is really the battle for. This is just the final battle for a special team spot. Maybe get on the practice squad, something like that. Uh, I think uh, it's big for, like I said, the Quincy Roche guys. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Trey Norwood. Yep. I mean, if those guys are going to play, they could. Trey Norwood picks up, picks a ball off, um, causes a fumble, does something. Um, I'm. I don't like Buddy Johnson much at all, the linebacker. I'd be surprised if he made the team, and I think they wasted a fourth round pick on him. But I do see, and I'm not sure Loudermick's going to make the team, but that Dan Moore is going to make the team. I think they wanted him to be the swing tackle, left and right. And I, I'm telling you, you need, he needs to be a guard. His feet are so slow compared to other tackles. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Let's stick with the draft quick because yeah. every year I do my draft analysis, and we didn't do it this year. Let's so. go, go ahead. You have, well, we're you not going to do it all, but you have I the want to give – I have a couple things I want to do. I want to give you who I think were the top three drafts, the team team wise, okay. because it's a lot of people agreed with two of mine, but not my third one. And then let's just start with the worst draft. I think, and possibly the last five years or the new Orleans saints. Um, they took a kid named Peyton Turner, a defensive lineman out of Houston who with their first round pick and there of all the defensive linemen that were listed, I think he was about the eighth best one. And they took him. He was the first defensive lineman off the board pretty much for, for them. Then they took that Pete Werner out of linebacker uh, out of Ohio state. Um, he's okay. They picked him cause he came from out of state. He's a good cover, but uh, he weighs 242 pounds. Um, they, they seem to like him. I don't, they took a cornerback, a cornerback out of Stanford. Um, he was horrible on tape in college on 19 compared to 18. He or 19. Um, then he last year he opted out, so he hasn't played. And when he did play last, he was bad. They took that Ian Book quarterback out of Notre Dame, who was just a winner, a lot like Dak Prescott. He's a winner, but he is not an NFL passer. Right. Um, good runner, some lineman named Landon Young out of Kentucky. And then they went with K1 Baker out of Sala. No idea. He, he's, he's a speed burner. He, he goes one route and it's go deep. It was a horrible draft. They got nothing. I don't think I'll be surprised if two of their draft picks make the team, but I let's go back to my top three drafts and my, and I'll start with number three. All right. I like Miami. They started with Jalen Waddle and then Jalen Phillips, an edge rusher out of Miami. Um, I'm not real big on Phillips. He was okay. I don't think he's a first rounder. Um, he has some medical stuff, but the kid, the kid is just oozing out of talent and he was good 
good at college with basically his speed. Um, their third pick was Javon Holland, who I thought was one of the best safeties in the draft. Then they got Liam Eichenberg, that lineman out of Notre Dame that can play anywhere. Great pick. Hunter Long, who I thought was a top three tight end. Kid named Coleman, a lineman out of UMass. Um, I don't like him. He's a good athlete. He's great, but they got him. It was a seventh rounder, so who cares? And then they got a running back out of Cincinnati named Dokes. The kid is 230 pounds. Um, I remember watching him play somebody, East Carolina or someone, and he it was like a video game. He was just knocking people down. So for a seventh-round pick, I thought Miami killed it um, mm-hmm. with Waddle, Phillips, and Eichenberg, Javon Holland. Everybody on their, everybody on their draft I loved except for one guy. Okay. Who was number um, two? Um, number two, and this is going to be the surprise, I think, that a lot of the pundits, a lot of them like Miami's, but – I like the Tennessee Titans. They started out with that Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Um, Boomer Puss, because if he's good, he could have been the first best cornerback off the draft. He's coming off an injury. They still got him with a 22nd pick. He's he's easily a top 10. Then they got that mean lineman out of uh, North Dakota State, that Dylan Reduns. Um, this guy is just mean. Needs to get a little stronger. But in their zone blocking scheme for that running back, Derrick Henry, he will, he's just going to get in front of you and he's quick enough to stay in front of them, get to the second level. Their third pick I'm okay with. It's Monty Rice, a linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, he's fast. He's not quick. Um, he will guard some tight ends is why I liked him a little bit. Elijah Molden from Washington, loved him. He's a top five, top uh, 10 position top pick top 10 cornerback and they got him in the third round does Patrick out of Louisville um, very underrated this guy's tall has runs all the routes and he has great hands and mm-hmm. uh, forget him in the fourth round is crazy Rashard Weaver the edge rusher out of Pitt um, I don't think that he had a great combine but this guy to get him in the fourth round, that I thought Richard Weaver could go late second, somewhere in the third, maybe, mm-hmm. just because he's good. Just he's very, very good on tape. Yep. Uh, Racy McMath, I don't know anything about him. I didn't like that pick, receiver out of LSU. But my favorite pick in the whole draft is their sixth round safety out of Oregon called Brady Breeze. <laughs> this kid, nobody talks about him because he had a good combine. Um, good instincts and coverage. He is around the ball. Every play you see Oregon play last year and you watched Oregon. I was watching them play because I wanted to see the other kid from Oregon, which I forget his name, that the other safety. Um, every time you saw a play or a, 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 like a screen, it was broken up a guy across the middle, whatever this Brady breeze was, was in on the tackle in on the play. I hope he gets a shot because uh, I, I can't wait to watch him as he progresses. I, I just love the kid. So who, who, I, who had my best draft in the whole NFL, one? I thought was, were the chargers. Okay. A lot of people didn't, I don't know if anyone agrees. Uh, I'll tell you why. First pick was Ray Sean Slater, that lineman out of Northwestern. I think he was right up there with the kid from Oregon one, two. Um, and they got him at 13. Crazy. Asante Samuel. I was praying to, the Lord above that Dallas would take him, uh, Sante Samuel, out of uh, FX Florida State. They had a chance, and they took some kid that I think he's from Kentucky um, with off-the-field problems, which is right up Jerry Jones' alley. God, I hate that family, being a Cowboy fan. Um, but Asante <laughs> Samuel, I thought, was a top-three corner. This Josh Palmer receiver out of Tennessee, um, good route runner, and the kid just – catches it and he can go deep and you know who's throwing it to him uh herbert or hair bear whatever the hell it is a bear guy like yeah her bear <laughs> trey mckitty a tight end out of georgia he's okay um he's solid he run block a little he'll catch a little he doesn't do anything great but he doesn't do anything poor um they ended up with an edge rusher out of duke he's small he, he can put some weight on he's okay but when you can get this kid 6'4", 235, and he's fast in the fourth round. I think it's a it's a 
decent pick. I would have waited another round and get him in the fifth, but they scored big in the fifth with Brendan James, a lineman from Nebraska. You, you pick any Nebraska lineman. That's a win. And this, this kid, this kid's mean. He played for four years at Nebraska in the big 10. He's played against good competition. And then I like, they took another linebacker out of another big 10 linebacker out of Iowa, Mm -hmm. Nick Neiman, who just had a great pro day. Um, he didn't on film was okay. Um, nothing great, but again, nothing bad. So I just like they, they, every, every position they needed, they got with their first, uh, first three picks. Mm-hmm. Plus they got all guys on the, the rest of the pick that I wouldn't be surprised if one, two, three, four, five, six of their seven or eight picks. I've been telling, I think five are locked to make the team. Okay. Um, what about your Cowboys? Why don't you go over uh, their draft? They're in the middle of the pack. Um, let's see if I can find my notes on them real quick. There's, a, I mean, Dallas does a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I, I talked about about the cornerback. When you have a Sante Samuel's kid there, um, and they don't pick him because they take this other kid, which I'll talk, Calvin Joseph, but. Micah Parsons was their first pick. I don't think they wanted him. I think they were going to take uh, a lineman that got taken right in front of them. Um, the Giants took a guy that I think they wanted. So at 11, so they had 12. Micah Parsons, a stud. I think he was the best linebacker in the draft. Jalen Smith, who's been on the field. Jalen Smith has a ton of tackles, and they're all 15 yards downfield, eight yards downfield. He's horrible. Um, he's making way too much money. I don't know if they're going to cut him or trade him. But he is right now because in the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, sixth round, they took Jabril Cox, linebacker, out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Both both of these kids, plus Vander Esch, uh, and they signed uh, a kid named Neil from Atlanta because the Atlanta head coach is now their defensive coordinator. He's going to play a linebacker. So this uh, that Jalen Smith is the fifth or sixth best linebacker on the team, making a bazillion dollars. Right. Their second pick, Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky. Um, he ran a four two eight, so he's fast. He's a good cover. Um, he's not as good as Samuel. He it's just he's not a he, I don't think he's a second rounder. I thought him in like in the third. Their third pick was Osa Odegazua, edge rusher out of UCLA. Two hundred and eighty pound edge rusher. Um He's just a he's just a bull rush. They needed some more rush uh, edge rushers because teams have been double teaming Demarcus Lawrence lately. Randy Gregory's now allowed to smoke dope, so he's going to be back. That's going to help. Um, <laughs> this kid's okay. He's out of UCLA. He's probably a third rounder, and they got him in the third, so it was average. They took Chauncey Chance, Golston out of Iowa um, with their third another third round pick. I didn't like him at all. This guy is 6'5", 270, and he plays straight up and down. Very low. Maybe he can bat down a pass or two, but the guy can't bend at all on a pass rusher. I uh, I don't like anything about him. Nashawn Wright's another cornerback that they took out of Oregon State. This kid was good. Um, he's slow, so I don't know what they're doing. He's tall, 6'4", 188. He can catch the pass. Um, he's just going to have to – I don't play in a slot, I guess, because uh, he doesn't have the speed to match up outside as a third rounder. It was a horrible pick. Then that Jabril Cox from LSU, he could be actually be a starter. If not, he'll play in rotation. Uh, they got a guard out of Marshall, Josh Ball. He's 309 pounds, 6'8", 309. Um, he's just not, he's just not strong enough yet. And Dallas isn't good enough to get a lineman that's going to be good in two years after he bulks up. Right. They didn't need one of those in the fourth round. That's a sixth or seventh round pick. Um, here's a guy that I kind of like. Simi Fahoko, wide receiver out of Stanford, 6'4", 220, and ran a 4'4", He's going to make the team unless he gets hurt. Um, great pro day, great workout, had a good career at Stanford, um, drops a couple passes, but everybody does in the NFL these days. Uh, then they, they got this kid named Quentin Bohan, a defensive lineman out of Kentucky that I love. Finally, there, you know why they got rid of those 
79-year-old defensive coordinators, and they finally got a fat guy. 6'4", 357. <laughs> yes, you heard me. 6'4", 357. 357. That guy trips over his shoelaces. He's plugging two holes on a running game. <laughs> and their kid, the kid they drafted last year, Nevin Dalloway, got hurt the first preseason game. Um Gallimore, is it Gallimore? Galloway? Gallimore, I think it is. Nevin Gallimore. So he's going to be out. So this Quentin Bohan is going to see some playing time. Uh, Israel Mukuyama, um, this guy just mugs you. He's going to lead the league in penalties, holding penalties. Um, 6'4", 205 corner. Uh, he's okay. I think he's more of a kind of linebacker safety. I think he's better at a safety because all he does is grab you. He, he doesn't look for the ball, which is big in the NFL these days. They just run right into the receiver. He's going to have a lot of penalties. And then they got a lineman, uh, offensive lineman out of Nebraska, 6'6", 335. And I'm for any offensive lineman out of Nebraska. I don't think he's going to make the team. If he does, it'll be a practice squad. So they, they were over there. They're average. Um, the big thing, you got to hit your first three rounders. And uh, no, I'm not sure they did. They got Parsons was a hit. I'm still not sold on this Calvin Joseph or the uh, UCLA pass rusher. Yeah, yeah. But they did hit Jabril Cox, who was a fourth rounder. Right. So right, I like that pick um, too. I liked him. So yeah. anyway, that's we'll see. Um, I have a toot my own horn. I have a very good track record with these things because I am a nerd, and I start looking at tape as soon as the season ends in college football and do all my draft stuff and. I spend way too much time doing it, but I'm, I'm usually right. And let me just tell you the fact that the jets did not take fields with the second pick and they took um, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. I don't care how good Zach Wilson's going to be because I don't think he's going to be great, but fields was ob- was the second best quarterback in the nation for two years, two straight years behind the kid from Clemson. And he beat the kid from Clemson. In the bowl game, what six touchdowns, firing it all over the field, um, and he almost won the next game when he was hurt playing with bruised ribs. The kid's a gamer. Uh, he was the be- I think he's the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State quite possibly ever. Well, it'll be an interesting season to see uh, see how all this plays out. A, a couple of interesting things with the Steelers. Just going going back to them, a couple of acquisitions that they made. Uh, they, they traded for Joe Schobert, uh, to play inside linebacker from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Great move. Yeah. Great yeah. Move. And they didn't give, I mean, they gave up a late round pick for him. Yeah. So, like a sixth, I think. Yeah. Yep. So it was but now they don't have a fourth, fifth or sixth rounder next year. Yeah. But they're going to get, they're, they're predicted to get a lot of compensatory picks, uh, yeah, that'll help. this year. So, so that's, that's definitely going to help. And I think the Steelers will be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a good compensatory pick. So the other, um, uh, the other was picking up Melvin Ingram uh, from the Chargers. Yeah, I thought there were a couple of really good moves, and uh, you know they also um, they 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 got some cap room. Uh, It'll be interesting to see after the final cutdowns come down if the Steelers do anything. If there's still, I mean, because I think there's still a couple of holes that they could. Uh, I I think they're looking at the offensive line. Yep, I agree. A veteran center will be signed. I think they like this green kid. He's not ready yet. I think they're looking for a veteran center, and I think they're really thin at cornerback. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. What do you do with Josh Dobbs? I can't believe they're not going to trade him. Well, I mean, that would be the second. Wouldn't that be the second time they've traded him? Yep, and they already got one draft pick for him. Yeah, so um, uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think there's a chance that they would keep a fourth quarterback on the practice squad? Uh, No. Okay. Well, and if they do, I think somebody takes Josh Dobbs for free. Right, right. I mean, you could they could practice squad can be signed by any team at any time. And he's going to be he's going to be starting the second half against the the Carolina Panthers again you want to get some tape out there you know and if, if yeah I get it yeah. I get it I don't know why he's not starting to be honest with you well I'll be curious just for the reason you just said yeah I mean they already know their first three right right so why not let him play let him play the whole damn game nobody gets hurt 
and he's out there for somebody who does, whose quarterback does get hurt. Yeah, then they need. They, you know they who need was a it? Whose backup quarterback? That kid from Alabama just got hurt. Oh, uh, so McCarron. McCarron. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota's backup quarterbacks hurt. Right. So now you, if you're going to go, and you need a quarterback that played in this league, you can do you can do worse than Dobbs. Oh sure. I mean the guy is a rocket scientist, really. Yeah, he is, and he he actually has a really good arm. <laughs> so. He does he's I can't believe I mean there's a reason he's still he's not playing yet but I I don't know I I'd be okay with I wouldn't have any trouble starting him if he had a week's game plan put together yeah yep so that was, a, that was a couple of interesting uh offseason moves the Steelers made um you know to your point they they they're going to have uh going in before the compensatory picks are laid out um you know they they don't have a ton of picks going into next year but um we'll see how many compensatory picks they have and how that shakes out and you know but that's next year's draft which you'll start as you said looking at probably in a week yeah probably this week (laughs) who do you think wins that division pittsburgh's division pittsburgh baltimore cleveland i think it's i think it's between baltimore and cleveland all right, but I'm going to say this right now. A lot of people are saying it's between Baltimore and Cleveland. But I'm just going to say this right now. I think Cleveland I think Cleveland is not going to be as good as people think they are going into this year. Well, I don't know how they can't be. I thought they had a decent draft and I thought uh, Baker Mayfield played a little better yesterday. They got the same coordinator coming back. Um, their defense should be very good. They signed some defensive free agents. They still got a good running game. The linemen are all still there. So barring injury, Cleveland looks like they're at least legit on paper. Now, who knows? I don't think they're as good as they, the playoff game. They beat Pittsburgh in just because of the start to Pittsburgh hat. Right. But right. I'm. I would probably pick Cleveland. I'm not. How can you pick Cleveland to win a division? For God's sake! But uh, I'm not so sure that the league hasn't figured out Baltimore a little bit. Yeah, I can see that too. I I I have a real. I mean, even with the Steelers and like you have the Mike Tannenbaum's of the world predicting that Roethlisberger is going to be benched by midseason. Um, yeah, and that—that's not gonna happen. No, no, and but but the thing is, like, I I don't know. I think there's so many unknowns with the Steelers going into this year. You know, we don't know how Ben's gonna play. They don't know, like, with a new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada, how that's gonna shake offensive out. Offensive line's different. New offensive line is different. Uh, you know, albeit, you know, maybe having a bunch of new hungry guys in there has more advantages and disadvantages. Who knows? But I at least the running game initially in the preseason, especially against Detroit when it was a little bit more starters versus starters, there seemed to be a little bit more room. I think Canada's going to do a lot more misdirection to kind of like loosen things up a little bit. I just, I, I couldn't, I can't see the Steelers winning the division, but I could see the Steelers sneaking into a wild card. I could. Yeah, um. I think the Steelers' defense is going to be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I know cornerback is their worst spot, but I don't think you're going to have a lot of time to throw. No. No, you're not. The and one I- move I wish they would have done, I wish they had re-signed that Steve Nelson, but he got a ton of money. Well, and also, too, like Alex Highsmith has filled out really nice. I mean, he's had a hell of a training camp and a preseason. Yeah, I, I but- think he's going to be good. Um, yeah. You know, but but um, they all you know, and then T.J. Watt w- waiting for him to put his name on that mega contract he's going to get that's going to make him the highest paid uh, defensive player in football. Um, per, you know, I, I think uh, Jerry Dulock of the Post Gazette reported that uh, they feel that he's going to sign uh, right after this last preseason game. Yeah, he uh, can't sign it before the preseason game. Right to it. Uh, to it is dealing with uh, personal personal tragedy with the loss of his brother, 
uh, hasn't really practiced, but again, veteran guy, how much does he really need to practice? Um, mm. you know, it's, it, look, it's going to be interesting going into Buffalo week one. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait. I mean, do I think they're going to go in and beat Buffalo? No. I don't. Do, do I think it's going to be closer than what people predict? Yeah. Um, because I think Buffalo is one of the elite teams, and I think they're going to win the AFC East. Although, was it Cowherd? Your hero, Cowherd, or somebody else predicted the Patriots to get back on top of the AFC East? I couldn't believe that when I saw it. But anyway, uh, I think Buffalo is going to win the East. That's something we could do. So let's, let's do this. Let's wrap up the AFC North. Then we'll go into the other conferences, and we'll, and we'll – See, let's let's predict what order they're going to come in. Uh, but let's so what is the final order? What you're going to say right now for the AFC North? Hmm. All right, since he last. Okay. I'm going to say Pittsburgh third. I'll take Baltimore second, and Cleveland one. Okay. Okay. So let me see here. I'm going to pull things up. Okay, so let's go to the AFC East. I think Baltimore is the clear, clear, uh, absolutely clear winner of the AFC East. That's just me. Uh, my, my, for, the, for, the, for the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, you said Baltimore. Oh, sorry. Buffalo Bills. All right, Buffalo. Buffalo first. I see, uh, I actually see Miami second and a strong second. I don't think there's any team in that, in that uh, division that's going to push Buffalo. It's going to be Miami. Um, then the Patriots and the Jets. All right. I will, I will agree with Buffalo. I'm taking the Patriots to be right there close to them. Okay. Let's not forget the Patriots ended up with a pretty good defense last year and two of their guys held out due to, uh, the coronavirus. Right. They get those guys back, Gilmore, and then they get one of their linebackers back. And I hate Cam Newton with a passion. I think he is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. You think Mac Jones is eventually the starting I quarterback think by the end Jones of the year? Mac Jones will be in Bill Belichick after three or four games when they're one and three or two and two. Uh, they got a running game. They drafted a big running back. They traded Sony Michelle. Yep. To the Rams, what yep. a great pickup by the Rams. Yep. After Cam Akers got hurt, but uh, I think they're going. Their defense is going to carry them, and as long as uh, Cam Newton doesn't screw it up, I think they're going to be real close to with Buffalo. I don't think they can beat Buffalo in a shootout. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo can outscore them, but Buffalo, New England, Miami, okay. and the Jets. Okay, uh, AFC South. So we got the the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans. What order are they coming in at? I'm going to go. Oh, Titans or Colts? Um, I'll stay Titans, Colts. Jags are last. Okay, Texans in third. I'm going to. Yeah, go... I think. Well, yeah. here's the thing: Does Deshaun Watson going to get suspended? If he's not going to play, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know if he's going to play. Even like, what do you do in plays, your fantasy draft? Even if he plays, I don't think they're they're any better than third. Um, but I, I actually I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I'm taking the Colts first. I was going. I, yeah. I could see that easily. Yeah. Colts, Titans, Texans, Jaguars. That's that's my order for for the AFC South. Colts uh, don't have a quarterback yet. Well, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. But I think they have a real. Actually, I think they have a very talented defense. I think the Colts has have a lot of talent on defense. And I just don't – I can't see the Titans – I don't think the Titans upgraded enough to, to kind of keep the ball rolling to, to, win that, to win that division, but that's just me. So, well, a, I, don't know who you, I don't know who's going to tackle Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, Robert, Sp- Robert Spillane. He won't, uh, he'll be on the practice squad <laughs> or cut. He's, they got too many linebackers at this point. He may be the last linebacker on the roster, or he's going to get cut, one or the other. AFC West. So, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. I think first place is easy. What are you, what are you thinking? I'll go Chiefs. All right. 
And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go Raiders, then Chargers, then Broncos. Okay. I'm a little, I agree with you on the Chiefs, but I'm going Chargers second. It was either one. I could, yep. I, I'm, I like Carr. Yep. I think uh, rookie quarterbacks have a sophomore slump. They all do it. I'm th- I don't think Herbert's going to have the same year he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Oakland with Gruden, um, I like the way Carr kind of started throwing it downfield at the end of the year last year. He was, he was afraid to commit turnovers. And I think Gruden finally said in his head, look, man, you get one-on-one chuck it. Right. Right. Well, let's move over to the NFC. Uh, let's go to the NFC West. Stay out in the West. Uh, you got the That's Niners. division in football. Niners, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals. Wow. Wow. The Niners defense is all back from the guys that tore their ACLs a year ago. Bosa, the other guy, the, the defensive tackle, they're all back. Um, everybody forgets that Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl if he can stay on the field. I am not a Trey Lance fan. Um, yeah. The guy's thrown like 14 passes in his whole life. Uh, he played for North Dakota State, which ran the ball. It was a lot like Baltimore's offense. So – I'm not, I think Trey Lance is going to be okay in that system. Yeah. Um, but I do not, uh, he's not better than Fields. Again, they reached. Um, I, but I think Garoppolo still has enough around him where that defense being good again, I think they're going to be back in the playoffs. Okay. I'm going Rams, Seahawks, Niners. Cardinals. The Cardinals were but, close to making the playoffs last but, year if they'd have won one of their last three. Uh, it's good. It's uh, it's it's going to be an incredibly great division, competitive division. Very. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, NFC South. So you got the uh, Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Obviously, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Falcons. Wow. Yep. I like the, what the, I like the Falcons. Uh, I like the running back they traded for was the kid from, uh, what's his name? Scott. Is it Mike's not Mike Scott, Mike, um, um, the kid that backed up, uh, Carolina last year when my number one draft pick of fantasy played three farting games. But anyway, <laughs> Mike Davis, yeah. I think he's going to run the ball. Um, their defense is still suspect, but I, I don't like Carolina at all. Mm-hmm. Um, who's that? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Now leading, leading Carolina. Yep. And who the hell is the other one? Oh, for, well, the saints is going to be, um, James. Winston. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll still take the saints to finish ahead of the Panthers. The Panthers. All right. So you got Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. um, uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, the saints, and then the Panthers. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that order. I'm going to totally agree with you. I I, I agree with your points there, and I, I think I think Atlanta is going to have a better year than people think. Yeah, they played a lot better at the end of the year last year. They got some decent first couple of draft picks were good. Um, they signed some free agents, and they got that Mike Davis who can run the ball as long as he stays healthy. So uh, the division that your Cowboys are in got Washington football team, Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. I don't think they're going to allow them to play anymore after making the playoffs last year with damn near losing record. Um, <laughs> well, they did have a, it wasn't damn near. It was a losing record. <laughs> that it's it's horrible. The division is still horrible. So what do you do? Look, look at the quarterbacks in that in that division. Um, so you got to go defense, right? So the skins have the best defense by far mm-hmm. in that entire defense. I, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. I think the Cowboys offense is going to be right back a top five offense, except when they played Washington, who they can never beat anyway, even when they're better than Washington. So I'm going to go Washington, Dallas. I'm going to go the Giants, and then I'm going Eagles dead last. A little different. I'm taking Washington. 
the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. All right, uh, so we uh, swept two and three. Yeah, yeah. I think Dallas is going to score a lot, score a lot of points on offense with Dak being back. Um, they're also looking at the waiver wire and some yeah. cuts coming up too. Yeah. But and a lot of these predictions may change, you know. After yeah, soon as well. I mean, right. we got another preseason game, and there's going to be teams like Pittsburgh who's going to play their rookies. Yep. Even the Friermuth and even the running back out of Alabama, they're going to play them. And no, one of no them they're not hurt. playing Harris. They're not playing Harris. Harris isn't we'll playing. See. They've already called that. Uh, we will see. Yeah. I don't believe anything they say. So let's go to the AFC North. Uh, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Oh, my. Uh, where, where are you at with this division? Okay. So let's just put it this way. If Dalton starts for the Bears instead of Fields, I will take the Packers. I will take... Yeah, what the hell? I'll just take the Bears second, the Lions last. Who's that leave? The Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Uh, I'll take the Bears ahead of the Vikings just because I don't like the Vikings quarterback quarterback at all either. Kirk Cousins, wherever mm-hmm. the hell he is. So um, I'll take the Bears second, Minnesota third with that running game. Yep. I don't think their defense is any good. And then I'll take what? Uh, Lions. Or- Lions last, yeah. Or- I'm going to go with Packers, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. I, I, I can't see it any other way. Uh, well, the I, only way I the only other way it could finish would be Minnesota's over Chicago. Yeah, we could but, mix, we could mix up two I, and three. I, I mean, I think it's going to be Green Bay by a mile. Um, but I could see Fields. You know, if if Dalton starts the season, you know, you get three or four games in and they're one and three, you know, then Fields, then, is, field, then Fields is coming in and then we'll see how yeah. he performs. But I just don't think yet with the bears offense, there's enough talent around him where, you know, he'll be able to win them one or two more games, but yeah, you know, I just don't think there's enough talent around, around him for the bears. I so. like the bears young coach too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they, you know, I think they're going in the right direction. The bears are going in the right direction, but we'll just have to, you know, we'll have to see how things play out. So are you a question for you? Uh, we want to do any kind of like fantasy preview before. The well, we, I don't think we have time at this point because the drafts start this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we can, we should talk we about who you drafted. <laughs> yeah, we could. Um, I could get the guys in the league to come on again, like we did a couple of years ago. Well, we should do it right before, right before the the week before the season starts. You know, yeah, we talk about that. who I'll was drafted. You know, who's I'll still get, out there. Uh, I'll get uh, a hold of a couple of those guys and see if they want to do it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who's who's going to be? Who do you think has the best chance of? Because you could say that Cleveland was kind of like the surprise team that came out last year made the playoffs, won a playoff game, actually played Kansas City pretty damn tough yep. in that playoff game. So is there a team out there that didn't make the playoffs last year saying, you know, this team might be able to get into the playoffs and surprise people? I like I like the Niners, and I like uh, New England. Yeah. Now, yeah. I hate saying Cam Newton. I, I, I'm hoping Cam Newton, you know, sprains his – Brains two fingers putting on his fedora going to the press conference, <laughs> whatever the hell kind of hat he wears and shit. But I, I'm not a Cam Newton fan. And I, I can't imagine Bill Belichick looking at Cam Newton as his, as a starter and saying he's good enough. I, I think the kid from Alabama who gets rid of the ball, he's smart. Yeah. He, he's very accurate. Cam Newton, I think I told you, his career per completion percentage is under 60%. Yep. You know who his his exact stats are? Didn't you it's say the Colin, guy that's not Col- even in the league Colin anymore? Kaepernick. Colin uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, they have the same stats passing wise, and they both can run, but they're the same freaking guy. And Cam Newton somehow still has a job. I don't understand it. Well, it was nice to get back on the air because I certainly didn't want to come on and talk about Pirates baseball. 
Well, we can real quick. They suck. Let's move on. I mean, I actually think, and I I posted this on Twitter, uh, Pirate fans, do you think this season's bad? I think there's a good chance next year's even worse. Um, I don't know about that because they entered this year with zero starting pitchers. Zero. They just thought they'd run out a bunch of idiots out there and whatever. They got to have at least – uh, some couple, couple of these pitchers are at least going to pitch for half a year next year. You would think. Right. Um, and can, can, for you, those of you that don't live around Pittsburgh, the news was this week that finally they put Gregory Polanco on waivers. He wasn't claimed because he's hitting one. He's, he can't hit his he's weight. Be, he's below the Mendoza line. He's hitting like one ninety two. Yeah. And they brought him back. They pulled him back off waivers because nobody took him. And why would you? He's got a $3 million buyout next year of his contract. Right. And what did he do last night? Well, there's a guy on base. They're going to win a game. They're going to get their first sweep of the season against the Diamondbacks. And a guy hits a line drive into right field. It goes right under his glove. Run scores. The next guy doubles. Another run scores. So not only is he hitting 120, but he's horrendous in the outfield. Yeah. So – the fact that he is still on that team means he either has some pictures of that owner in some compromising positions <laughs> or they don't know what the F they're doing. And I, I think it might be both. Well, people keep talking about maybe we could get, um, you know, get a, get Alex Stumpf back on here to talk about Pirates at some point. But they keep talking about, well, the Pirates now have the third or fourth best farm team in baseball well i'm like hell the the team that's up here in the major leagues right now playing at pnc park is no better than a double a farm team i actually put i actually put a poll up on twitter and i asked if the pirates played one game against each double a farm team would they have a winning record 500 or a losing record and i believe more people said they'd have a losing record Against double A, wow. against double A teams, it's just you know. Well, I, they, like you said, they have a bunch of guys that should still be in the minors. Yeah, but but they're, they're, they they have the Pirates have four major leaguers. Yeah, I mean they got uh, Reynolds. Reynolds is a major leaguer. Okay, Brian Hayes Colin is a major, is a Colin major Moran, leaguer. Colin Moran. Hayes and actually Stallings is. I think Stallings yeah, is a major. Stallings. Is, yeah, you got Hayes. Newman, uh, Newman's just awful at the plate. Good defensive shortstop, awful at the plate. Yeah, but he's a major leaguer. He, I mean, he's yeah. he's not hitting one fifty. Yeah, he's hitting two thirty, maybe two. So he's a that's what all the major leaguers hit nowadays. Yeah, he just doesn't have the power that other people hit two thirty. Um, but he's a major leaguer. Um, that's that's about it. Right. Yeah, I'm just. I had to say, you know, I just think I actually think. I think they're going to be worse next year, uh, you know, until until things start to, you know, come around. They picked up, you know, they drafted. They had the first pick in the draft. They picked uh, Davis, the catcher, out of Louisville. Uh, apparently so far in the double or the low, low A or wherever the hell they start these kids, you know, he's been hitting pretty well. He's, I think the last stats I saw is hitting like 354. Um, yeah, a couple you know, home runs. He couple, just uh, hurt his oblique. He's on. He's going to be on a deal. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's look, Pirate fans, it's going to be a while. You, you oh, just, breaking just, news, Greg. Breaking okay, news. Okay, what's up? I just turned a Pirate game on in the bottom of the third. St. Louis Cardinals 7, Pirates 1. There you go. There you go. Well, that's what you would expect. Uh, actually, Cardinals would probably be pretty pissed because the Pirates somehow went into St. Louis and took two out of three from them last week. Uh, yeah, they're not going to be happy. I don't know how in the hell that happened. But... You know, I look, I'm the Pirates are just there's a couple of things. Number one, they're victims of a couple of things. One, they're victims of the system of Major League Baseball itself. And number two, they're victims of having a cheap owner who just doesn't 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 want to pay anything for anybody. And like, look, you could put a respectable team on while you're waiting for these farm kids to come up. Go out and draft, you know, sign a couple of free agents that might be you think might be part of the future as these kids come up. But he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. They're just going to 
you know, you're going to have three to 4,000 people in the stands and except on fireworks night, then you'll get a big crowd. Dollar but, dog night. Dollar dog night. But other than that, like this pirate fans, this, this is your baseball. This is Holy it. shit. Colin Moran just took a hanging slider into the right field upper deck. So now we're seven, two. Either let's see if there is anybody on. I think there might have been a guy on. He probably he probably hit him because there's no other way he'd have been on base. Coming, seven three, bottom of three. They're coming back. <laughs> I wonder, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Go put some money on the Buckos coming back. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Um, what did I want to say? Um, uh, no, I. I don't think so. I mean, anything I got to say is just going to be about was going to be who I rail against. And it, it's just, I just don't feel like doing it tonight. Well, everybody, thanks for coming back to listen to us. Remember, you can catch us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you hear your podcasts. Be looking out for us. We're going to be starting our YouTube channel here really, really soon. We're going to try to get some, especially as um, as football season ramps up, get some guests on to talk about pro and college football. Remember to send us an email at basement sports podcast at gmail.com. That's basement sports, Facebook, Twitter at, at, at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. And until next time, we'll see you. Thanks guys. See you.